morning and welcome to Starting Right with Danny Mac. I'm going to be here every Monday to Friday to help you get a great five-minute start to your day. So grab your cup of coffee, sit back, relax, and let me help you start your day right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to another Friday. And right now in my little town, it's not raining, it's not snowing, and you know what? I'm looking forward to another great weekend. But we all know that you can't have a great weekend until you hear our Friday Roundup. So here we are today to give you that review of our week. And we're going to begin right back on Monday. On Monday, we talked about the song Glorious Day by Passion. It's based on the story of Lazarus, as spoken of in John chapter 11. Lazarus was very, very sick. And his sisters, Mary and Martha, sent word to Jesus that he was dying. Jesus assured them that this sickness would not end in death but it was for God's glory, so that God's Son might be glorified in it. And then Jesus waited two more days before he decided to go back to Lazarus. By the time he got there, Lazarus had died, and when Mary ran out to greet Jesus, she said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. To which Jesus simply replied, Where have you laid him? They went to the spot where Lazarus was. Jesus commanded that the stone be rolled away. And then Jesus spoke, saying, Lazarus, come out. And the dead man, Lazarus, he came out. He was alive. Well, the song we talked about on Monday speaks about that. It starts out by saying, I was breathing, but not alive. All my failures I tried to hide. It was my tomb till I met you. You called my name, then I ran out of that grave out of the darkness, into your glorious day. Jesus is able to replace death with life. He did that physically for Lazarus, but he's done it for each one of us spiritually, where we are now alive because of what he's done for us. And that song, Glorious Day, celebrates the fact that we are alive because of the grace and power of Jesus Christ. He made us alive again and helped us to overcome the death that was reigning within us. It's a great song. I hope you go back and listen to it. Tuesday's episode was called, What Does Faith Look Like? We told the story of a small town that was going through a drought. In fact, it got so bad that many people had to start moving away because there was no hope for them where they were. Finally, it seems like almost as a last resort, the people asked the pastor to hold a prayer meeting and to pray that rain might come. The people arrived on the night of the prayer meeting, soon filling up the church. The pastor went up to the front to look over the congregation, and there sitting in the front row was 11-year-old Elizabeth, and she had brought an umbrella with her, which she had opened and placed beside her. The pastor stood up and said, Most of you came today to pray for rain, but Elizabeth came expecting rain. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says, Faith shows the reality of what we hope for. It is the evidence of things we cannot see. Our faith is not based upon hopes and maybes. Our faith is based upon the things that we expect and we have not yet seen. In fact, in most places throughout the New Testament, it's talking about expecting that God is going to do what he said he's going to do. It's believing it. It's having faith that God will honor his word. And that's what faith really looks like. Wednesday's episode was called, I'm Going Out to Eat Worms. The old poem goes, I'm going out to eat worms. Big, fat, juicy ones, little, short, skinny ones. I'm going out to eat worms. It's not uncommon for people to feel unloved, or that nobody respects them, or even cares about them. It's a horrible place to be. But we get so down on ourselves sometimes that that silly little poem almost makes sense. 
I don't care what anything else is going on. I may as well just go and eat worms. It's the worst thing I can think to do. We told the story of young Augie Kilpatrick, who at the age of five was placed in an orphanage. And for the next nine years, every Saturday, he got dressed up and washed his face and combed his hair, hoping that some of the visitors that were coming in would take him home and say, I want you. You're important enough that I want to take you. Come and be our son. Except it never happened. At 15, he left the orphanage, and as soon as he was old enough, he joined the army, where something miraculous happened to him. God got a hold of his life. And in 1962, he became the very first chaplain in Vietnam. And then in 1969, he had a vision of himself as a young boy, standing in an orphanage, waiting and hoping that someone would adopt him. Only this time, someone did. God said, Augie, you are going to be my child. I'm going to love you. I'm going to care for you. You will be my child and I will be your father. It was at that point in time that Augie found real peace and knowledge that he was indeed loved and accepted. Ephesians chapter 1 verses 4 and 5 says, Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. If you're ever feeling unloved or unworthy of love, you need to remember that God always loves you, and he is always there with you and for you. Thursday's episode was called Don't Give Up on a Brother. It was an episode about friendship and brotherhood, where a man named Taylor had led a men's ministry in a church for a number of years, but through a variety of circumstances, that ministry was cancelled. He took it very, very hard. He left the church and locked himself in his house. Well, the men who served in his ministry were going to have none of it. They decided amongst themselves that they were going to reach out to Taylor and not let him shut himself off. They were going to tell him how much he was loved, how much he was cared for, and how much God continues to love him. It took several weeks and over 150 men spending time camped in Taylor's backyard and the help of the local police department. But eventually the love that these men had for Taylor broke through into Taylor's heart and healed him and restored him. Matthew chapter 22 verses 37 and 38 says, You must love the Lord your God with all your heart, your soul, and your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second one is equally important. Love your neighbor as yourself. These men were willing to inconvenience themselves, to go out of their way to show that they loved Taylor and that God loved Taylor. They were keeping the commandments of Jesus Christ. It's been a good week, my friends. I really have enjoyed it. I hope that you've been encouraged, and I hope that you have a really wonderful weekend. Spend some time with your family. Get to church. Let God bless you. And we will talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening today. And I invite you to join me Monday to Friday right here on Starting Right with Danny Mack.